Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm going to be diving into one of my absolute favorite topics. It is something that has had such a profound impact on my life, and I think because of that, it's just become one of my favorite things to talk about and teach on and help people with, and that is neuroplasticity and thought work and basically retraining our brain how to think and what we do more automatically. So first, let's dive into neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity is the brain's ability to change and adapt neural networks or basically rewire in order to change how you think and function. And really the key takeaway here is the fact that this shows that we can change, right? A lot of times we get very cemented in, this is just who I am, this is just how I am. But understanding that neuroplasticity is a thing, that our brains are wired for change, helps open up ourselves to the possibility that we can change the way that we think. We can change the way that we are in ways that benefit us. We can change the kind of decisions that we make. We can change how we feel about things. We can change how we show up in the world. So I personally think that it is so empowering to just know that that's a thing. And before I dive a little bit deeper into it, I think it's really important to also understand the importance of our thoughts and the impact they play on everything else in our lives. So we have our thoughts, the things that go through our heads, our internal dialogue, our inner narrative, if you will. And it's currently believed that only 10% of our thoughts are actually conscious. And so a lot of the thinking that we're doing isn't even, we're not fully aware of. But those thoughts also have meaning and they still have a big impact on us. So we have our thoughts, we have our feelings and emotions, we have our behaviors, the things that we do, any kind of action or thing we choose to do and engage in. And then we also have our physical sensations like being really sleepy or being really stressed out or in chronic go, go, go mode. Right. So again, we have our thoughts, our behaviors, our emotions and sensations, and they all impact and influence each other. When I learned and understood this, my life changed. Now, granted, when I came across this information and really started learning about it, I was already in a place of wanting self-improvement, wanting to work on myself, essentially. And so I think that played a role there, but it was such a big game changer because through understanding this, we can leverage these things to help us show up differently. And the whole point of showing up differently is to, uh, in a sense, cultivate the lives that we want to have. And I mean, that's a real bold general statement, but you know, what kind of goals are you after? And I always hesitate to use the word goals because people throw so much connotation on it and often think, oh, I don't have any goals when I can sit here and have a conversation with you and probably pull out a goal of yours. But what are the kinds of things you want to get yourself to do? How do you want to feel about yourself? How do you want to feel about your life? How do you want to show up in your relationships? How do you want to show up in your work life? What kind of habits or routines would you like to see yourself change? Understanding this concept is a huge step forward 
in making any kind of change within yourself, which is how you're going to see change in your life or change in your outside circumstances. So when I say your thoughts, emotions, your behaviors, and your sensations all impact and influence each other, you can have a negative thought that then leads you to feel negatively, that then leads you into a certain action. You can have a thought, either consciously or subconsciously, that I'm not good enough, and that can lead to feelings of inadequacy or anxiety, and that can lead to any kind of number of things, but for example, seeking comfort through food or pushing people away. That's a bit of a deeper of an example, but a bit more of a surface level example could be having planned to work out today after work and you get home and your brain says, or you have a thought, I don't feel like it. And the behavior that comes out of it is you don't go. So again, if we're wanting to see some kind of change, we can leverage this to start changing how we show up and how we feel about things. And this can go for habits, routines, your lifestyle, relationships, your well-being, whatever kinds of things that you want to achieve, you know, you name it. We can create change through changing our thought and behavior patterns. And we can do this on a neurological level. We can rewire our neuronal connections. So you can go from being someone who doesn't feel real great about themselves, doesn't feel real great about their lives, doesn't tend to be consistent with things, doesn't show up super great in relationships, doesn't tend to make decisions that really benefit them, to being someone who does feel really good about yourself, who has a good relationship with yourself, who has great relationships with others, who feels really great in their own lives, who shows up to their goals more consistently, who has more dedication. And I can speak to a lot of this myself. After learning about this, I completely changed the relationship that I had with myself. And now, mind you, I was definitely doing some of this work before I learned about it. And I'm sure anyone listening to this has too, where you've caught yourself saying certain things, you know, thinking certain ways, and you've actively tried to shift them, or you've worked on being more consistent with something, gotten yourself to do things you didn't feel like doing, you know, through your own internal dialogue. But I think really understanding this and working with it through the lens of this concept helps you take bigger leaps and create bigger change. Okay, so let's dive a little bit deeper into what is often called thought work or mind management. This all surrounds being more aware of our own thoughts, how they're impacting us, and either reframing our thoughts, choosing new thoughts that are more beneficial for us, or shifting what our brain's focusing on for our own benefit. So an important thing to understand about thoughts is they come from all sorts of places. It is so common that we may just identify with our own thoughts. We can see them as fact or truth, but our thoughts can come from all sorts of places. Anything that we've seen, that we've heard, the content that we've consumed, the things that we've experienced, especially when we're real young. We are like little sponges when we're kids. And so based on what we've seen, what we've heard, what we've experienced, what we're modeled, even just through the media, 
and how we internalize those things, this starts to create from a very young age the lens through which we see the world. So it's really helpful to understand this and to be able to have more awareness of your thoughts and be able to separate yourself from them. So not to take them on as you or yours, but they're just they're just there. They're just like little clouds floating around and you get to pick which ones you want to choose to take on as you and which ones you're just going to let continue to float around. So like just because we hear our brains say, oh, I really want a cookie right now. Understanding there could be so many things that are playing into why that thought maybe came up, but that doesn't necessarily mean you really want a cookie. So when you bring more awareness to that, And from a more conscious place, you can ask yourself, do I really want a cookie right now? Or maybe your brain says, I'm really ugly. Understanding, again, that thought could come from so many places. But the reason that thought's there could be for so many reasons that don't actually have to do with you. And you can consciously choose whether that's the thought you want to have or not. If it's what you want to take on as your truth or as what you want to believe or not. So in really learning how to leverage how to use this to change how you're showing up in the world or change your life experience, the first step is having more awareness. You need to have more awareness of your daily thoughts and of your behavioral patterns. And it can be really helpful to also bring more awareness to What is the underlying belief here? And really start to understand what's going on in your mind. Paying more attention to your thoughts and seeing the impact that they have on your emotions and your actions. You know, noticing, okay, if I have this thought, I'm noticing that that made me feel this way and that led me to do this. Or I felt this way. And that started leading to these kinds of thoughts and these kinds of behaviors. Or I did this thing and that led to these kinds of emotions and these kinds of thoughts. And so really just starting to observe and notice and bring more awareness to how this is all playing out for you. And I always like to remind people when it comes to having more awareness to understand too that we are the ones who create meaning out of things. Right. And so the best thing to do when you're paying more attention, bringing more awareness to what's going on with yourself is to think of yourself more as a scientist who is just getting curious, you know, viewing things through a neutral lens, remembering that you create the meaning out of things. You're just observing and collecting data. And I'll say it again through a curious and neutral lens. It doesn't have to mean anything. We don't have to deem something as bad or wrong or something that we should be ashamed of. And especially so because then we're less likely to continue to look at it. And then it's not really getting us where we want to go. And throughout the day, as you are paying more attention to your thoughts, especially if you are working on something in particular, let's say you're working on being more consistent with going to the gym, When it comes to exercise or time to go to the gym, that can be when you are especially putting more focus and attention on what's going on in your mind 
And then as you are aware of your thoughts, you can start to pose questions like, is this thought beneficial? Is this thought true? Does this thought serve me or benefit me? And if the answer is no, then we can consciously shift or reframe our thoughts. We can choose to form a new thought entirely. We can choose, no, I don't want to take on that belief. This is what I choose to believe instead. We can choose to see things from a different perspective. We can choose to even just change our internal dialogue. And I mean, all of that is changing our internal dialogue. But for example, with the gym, that thought of, I don't really feel like it. I'll just go tomorrow. If we know that that's a pattern for us and something we're trying to work ourselves out of, especially if we most likely are not going to go tomorrow, then we can change our internal dialogue in ways such like almost like coaching or parenting ourselves saying, you know what? I really want to keep my promise to myself. I really want to work on being committed to this. So I'm going to choose to go, even though I really don't want to. That's okay. I can still do things even if it's not what I feel like doing. Or we can try to shift what our brain is focusing on. Maybe we don't feel like going because we're currently focused on feeling like we don't have enough energy or not really wanting to exert the effort that going to the gym is going to require or how much we really just want to be laying on the couch. But we can shift our focus to why we would want to go. I love feeling like a strong badass. I love relieving stress. I love getting to clear my head. I love how much energy I have afterward. I know that I want to be the type of person who works out consistently and gets those benefits. And so I'm going to choose to do that because I want to be that person. And so that's what I mean, you know, by shifting your internal dialogue, what's going on in your brain to help you take different actions. Or if I have a thought like, Being consistent with going to the gym is hard. Is that a thought or a perspective that is beneficial for me, that serves me well? A personal take would be no. You know, what is that, having that thought, what does that do for you? Especially if you think about the way our thoughts bleed into how we feel and our actions. If we're wanting to be more consistent with the gym and that's the thought that we're choosing to take on, it's not doing a whole lot for us to get us to go to the gym more consistently. And so we can change the way we think. And that thought alone could be approached in so many different ways. But for example, instead of looking at, you know, what that problem is or choosing to just lean into the fact that it can take some effort, shifting your focus into what are some solutions? Right now, I am... Finding myself having difficulty with showing up to the gym consistently, why might that be? And can I change the way I'm looking at the situation or change how I'm trying to go about the situation, what I'm trying to get myself to do to see if that helps me start to be more consistent, right? Or another really common one is our brains will say, I don't have time to do this. Whatever it is, you know, exercise or something else. And we can notice that that's what our brain is saying. And I love personifying the brain 
because it, again, it helps create some of that separation. So we're not just taking this all on as just who we are or as fact. And we can say, no, our brain, my brain is saying that I don't have time. But because I'm more aware of the fact that that's what my brain is saying, I can challenge that thought and think about it consciously for a second and realize that's not true. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I understand that some cases that might actually be true without a doubt. But oftentimes our brain is just saying something out of maybe stress or overwhelm or previous experiences. And more often than not, it's just the perspective that we have at the moment, but we can always change that. And we can change that through bringing more awareness and then being able to challenge our thoughts and shift them. My brain is saying, I have no time to go to the grocery store. In reality, I absolutely have 30 minutes to make that happen, right? And I mean, this can change so much about our lives because it can change how we operate, how we go about our day-to-day you know, habits and routines and using this to get ourselves to do the things that we wish we would do to help kind of in a way streamline our lives and create more efficiency with the way that we're going about our lives, changing the way we let things make us feel, And a big one is really changing our relationship with ourselves. We get so many messages from such a young age about who we should be, how we should be, how we should look, where we're inadequate, where we're not enough, where we need to change, which I'm a big fan of changing, but changing from an empowered place because we want to for ourselves, not because we feel like we need to or have to for someone or something else. But acknowledging that the way we currently feel about ourselves comes down to our own thoughts and beliefs, and we can change those. So bringing it back to neuroplasticity and being able to rewire our brain to change how we think, how we behave, how we respond to things, rewiring or changing our brain requires repetition. So every time we think a certain way or we do a certain thing, we engage in a certain behavior, or every time we do X and then feel Y, anytime any of those happen, the neural connection in our brain for that thought, that behavior, that thought to emotion or emotion to behavior sequence, any of those things happens, that neural connection gets stronger, right? It's like if we always go into the gym and squat, but we never ever lift our upper body. Our legs are going to be really strong. We're probably going to have fairly decent sized legs. And then our upper body, there's not going to be much going on up there. So you can think about it like putting in the reps. Every time you're able to pause and catch yourself and choose a new thought, choose a different decision, choose to perceive things differently, choose anything outside of your norm, you're going to, over time, start strengthening that connection instead. So when we're taking the time to be a little bit more deliberate with what we're thinking and what we're choosing to do, the things with our behaviors, 
then we can more actively choose which connections in our brain are getting stronger. And over time, that'll be our more automatic response. So if you have any kinds of questions on any of the things I talked about today, feel free to reach out either on Instagram or through my email. If you find yourself being someone who is tired of wishing or daydreaming about being a certain version of yourself, you know, with certain habits or routines, and really just want to see that version of yourself come to fruition, then I definitely recommend looking into working with me in a coaching capacity. I currently work with people one-on-one, and in coaching, I help you get clarity on what it is that you want to change, and then we work together to help change your thought and behavioral patterns to help you make that change happen. So if you're interested in learning a little bit more about what that might look like or inquiring about working together, you can head to the links in the show notes. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode or found it beneficial, it is always so helpful if you share the show either to social media or send it to a couple of your friends. This is just such great information for anyone to know. (laughs) It's one of those things kind of like personal finance where... If we had only learned this in school, if everyone was required to learn this growing up, we would all be in a better place. But with that, I hope you have a fabulous day and I will see you in the next episode.